baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where we got another episode where we've got a lot of information and a lot of things to talk about. That's right. We are, um, gosh, we're moving right along. It's already, I think I was texting you, it's already November, basically. And um, here we are. I mean, it's, whew, we're getting in the heat of football season. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen over the next month in college. The NFL, I don't know, it's about 10 games left, right? There's seven weeks in. Seven weeks what, the NFL? In. Yeah. So I think well, that's a regular season. Weeks. Yeah, regular season. And what we are going to start on Friday, the World Series, where we'll start where the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies are going to um, finally have the October Classic, which will kind of carry over into November, too, folks. So Friday night's the first game. I think it's in Houston. I was talking, Steve and I were just talking about how it's Houston's fourth appearance in six years. That's pretty amazing. Justin Verlander pitching for the Astros, probably their big name. And uh, what Bryce Harper for the Philadelphia Phillies, mm-hmm. right? I think this is his first World Series, I think, isn't it? No. Well, was he with the Nationals? He won the... He was with the Nationals when they won. When they won? Okay. Well, anyways, still, that's kind of the, ma- the big to-do. And Houston, of course, was favorite coming in. Phillies, I think they fired. I saw Joe Girardi. Yeah, Joe Girardi was the head coach, the manager. <laughs> Halfway through the season. That's what I said the last, last episode was that um, when you're a team that fires your manager uh, probably 25% into the season, you don't expect to make the playoffs, let alone uh, get past the divisional championship series. And now you got a chance to win the World Series. And I would say that it's probably about 60-40. The Astros probably have the 60% chance to win the World Series. But... Um, the uh, the Phillies have shown that they uh, they Houston, can beat anyone. Yeah, Houston let yet to lose a uh, Phillies only have a game, maybe one or two season, losses. Right? Yeah, Phillies haven't had many much. I think Dusty Baker's looking for his first World Series trophy. I think he's had a few goals. Well, he doesn't have many more chances because he's yeah. already old as hell. <laughs> so so um, you know it'll be a, it's a good matchup. I don't know. I love seeing the the pictures of. Um, the fans in Philadelphia, they obviously are, are screaming for a championship, whether it's in baseball or football, they're screaming for it. Um, and the Astros kind of just been there, done that. Um, I can't say that I know a lot about the Houston Astros or Philadelphia Phillies. I'm going to simply make a pick based on just what I want to see happen. I want to see Philadelphia win. I want to see Philadelphia. Um, their fans, um, I think you're going to have to grease the poles in the city because they'll be climbing up and um, it'll be quite a scene I think if Philadelphia wins the World Series um, so I'm yeah, so Philly's 9-2, Houston's 7-0 so, so they've been the most dominant teams for sure in the postseason for sure so um, I don't know Justin Verlander, how many championships does he have? He just has the one with the Houston Astros okay. so he never won one with Detroit so. man, remember those days when he was pitching in the, with the Tigers? Yep Long time ago. <laughs> All right, so anyways, there's my pick. I'm going Philadelphia just because I want to see the fans party, and I think the fans in Philadelphia party better than the fans in Houston. What do you think? I think Houston's going to win. I think Houston's a better team. I think Houston has shown that they have the dominance. I think all around Houston's better. I think Phillies um, have relied a lot on, obviously, um, Bryce Harper and Schwarber. I think I think the, the Astros just have a better all-around team. They might not have the best hitter. Um, but I think all around, they're going to be a really hard beat a team to beat. So I got Houston. I'll say the series goes. Um, I'll say I'll say the series goes six. Man, all right, all right. I, I I think it's going to go seven games. I think the Philadelphia Phillies get the championship. There's a, there you go. That's what I feel. Well, we got to talk about the Yankees for about sixty seconds. Okay, let's. The Yankees are a team that's built around power, not contact, about around uh, hitting home runs. And once again, they swing and miss in the playoffs. And to be honest with you, they probably could have lost to the Guardians. I mean, they really didn't do anything that the Guardians... They didn't do anything really better than the Guardians other than hit a few home runs. I think they hit nine home runs in the series, and the, Yank- and the Guardians hit three. They had a batting average that was about half the percentage of the uh, Guardians. So um, there's some turmoil with New York. They've got... Um, they're going to have to fight to keep Aaron Judge yeah, in New so York. Anything's going to happen. Is Aaron Judge think, stay? Or, or does I mean, happen? you've only got a few markets that can afford to pay for Aaron Judge. The Dodgers being one of them, and then obviously the Yankees. And beyond that, I don't know who can really afford Aaron Judge, especially after this year. 
Um, if you would have said last year, probably could have been a smaller price tag. But after this year, I, I doubt. I think his price tag probably went up a significant amount. But, yeah, the Yankees lose. America wins. Uh, yeah, yeah, you really get to – you hate to see it every single year. They are built up to win the playoffs, so everyone thinks. And then they go for, and hit about 150, one, between 150 and 100 on the, so the postseason, and then they don't do anything. What do you think about that? I mean, there was so much about the fans getting all over Aaron Judge, booing him. That's New York. I mean, I mean, it's not really a surprise. It, but no, do you think it is some reason why he would want to get out of there? I mean, I think New York's probably the toughest fan base to play in front of. Um, they're a fan base that probably pretty much expects the World Series, especially when you got a, t- a talent roster like that, um, a talented roster like that. But yeah, I mean, to to have uh, to to do what he did this year and to be booed, and I granted he probably. I mean, I think he was about one for 16 in the series against the uh, the Astros, so that didn't really merit him very much applause. Um, I think he probably only had three or four hits in the season, in the, uh, the postseason. Um, but at the same time, he did a lot of things to get the, the Yankees where they were. Um, even in the playoffs, um, he did some things. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't just his. It wasn't just him that was the reason that they didn't advance or aren't still in the playoffs. So. But that's that's New York for you. Um, they're spoiled, and they think that they should win the World Series every year because everyone thinks that they're going to. How about Aaron Judge in Detroit? They'd have to probably get rid of everyone's contract to sign Aaron Judge. He probably would want. I'm not even sure they he have the money to do that. They didn't have any. They didn't have the money for Carlos Correa. They certainly don't have the money for Aaron Judge. So. All right, well, Tiger fans, I guess that isn't happening. So there we go. They they won as many. They've been to the more recent World Series between them and the Yankees. So that's the only thing I guess you can say positively about the Detroit Tigers. Well, next we're going to take the podcast. We'll still be um, still be in the World Series. Yeah, we'll still be in the World Series. Probably two two games in, maybe or something. Yeah, two games in or three games in. We'll see where it is, and I'll I'll be able to change my pick if if it's looking the wrong way. So, um, a couple other oddball things before we get into some football. Roy McIlroy wins. He's back to number one in the world. LIV announced today they're going to let people were, use rangefinders. That's how they're going to attract more people to the game as well. So, in the golf world, folks, Rory, number one. It was good to see. It was good for my pocketbook. Not going to tell you who I bet it on, but you can bet it was Roy McIlroy. So, good luck to Rory going forward. Definitely. He's been motivated and playing his best golf since LIB, so that's good to see. Next year should be pretty interesting. And um, sounds like Tiger Woods. Um, did you hear the story about Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas and Fred Couples? Did you read that? No. Justin Thomas, I guess, on Sunday was um, practicing, watching. Then he was watching the Chiefs play Buffalo. And Tiger Woods texted him and said, you know, what do you think about this? What's going on? And Justin Thomas was kind of like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, I'm watching the game. And he's like, Freddie, Freddie's making all these putts. He's winning the oh, senior God. So Justin Thomas was like, okay. So Tiger was pumped, folks. And you know what Justin and Tiger told Freddie? I'm going to bring he it keeps, for the Masters. He keeps playing like this. He's got one more shot next year. I think that'll be a, um, I think that'll be a practice round pairing for sure come next year. Uh, well, he's healthy. So um, he'll be healthy. He's <laughs> gearing up, folks. So this podcast is going to be rocking next year when Fred Couples gets to Augusta National. All right, <clears throat> let's get to the NFL. So every week we've been kind of doing something a little different. We've done the headlines. We've gone game by game. We've Last week we were picking our, our top teams. I don't even know where to begin today because there's kind of a little bit going on everywhere. The NFL just keeps on giving. My fantasy team is basically blown up. As I've lost my best friend. Not in our leagues. Not in my league. You number you're five and two. Or I know, but I don't have Brees Hall anymore. I don't have Njoku. Don't cry about it. I mean, I lost DK Metcalf now. So should have drafted him. I'm just I'm done. But go. in my big money league, I am six and one, folks. So Joe Burrow went off. I beat the guy who had Joe Burrow on his team. Who can beat Joe mm-hmm. Burrow? The guy had fifty points. But anyway, so where do we begin? So let's talk about the bottom of the barrel, folks. I think we got to talk about maybe the three biggest disappointments. Maybe there's four biggest disappointments, but we got to start off with Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. Oh my God, he is having a field day with Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady loses to Carolina, who basically has forfeited the season, given up their team, 
And the sad thing Fired is... Fired their coach, gave away their best player. Their um, best their, offensive players. Their quarterback is... Baker Mayfield's out with an injury, right? Yeah. So Sam Darnold... I don't Who's even know what Sam player? Darnold is doing. Walker. Well, yeah, I know. I knew that. I knew it wasn't <laughs> Sam Darnold, but um, I don't even know what's the happening with him. Quarterback. I don't even... Yeah, and then, then he goes out there and they beat Tampa Bay 21-3. to I mean... But did you see... I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. So, yes, they lost 21-3, to but Tom Brady threw a perfect pass on the first play of the game, I think it was, literally. First possession. First possession that they had. And Mike Evans just totally dropped it. Mm-hmm. It would have been seven. And I think the game probably turns out completely different. Mm-hmm. And but there's no amazing. secret. It wasn't just it wasn't just Sunday. They've, they've no, struggled they offensively struggling. all year. I mean, against Dallas, they scored 20 points, I think it was, and that was with Dallas, you know, being horrible offensively that first week. Um, and they have not really, even the wins that they have, they didn't score. They didn't really, they have not been crisp offensively this year at all. So um, this was the first time it's been truly exposed because they play a team that they should have won handily and, and got beat up, to be to be honest with you. And the crazy thing is they got Leonard Fournette, they got Mike Evans, they got Godwin, right? Um, I know they don't have a name tight end that he's worked with, Um yeah. But you just Rob Gronkowski. I thought he was going back. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he was, and then he saw what's going on and said, "Hell no." So I guess my question is, I mean, you and I were joking. We love the memes. Like, I mean, is it really over? I mean, is is it? How much of it is? You can tell something's bothering, right? We already know there's so much going on with his personal life. That division isn't that. Di- what is that division right now? I'm just gonna say this. Um, because I said last week I picked the Falcons on accident. I picked the Carolina Panthers, and they're technically only one game out first now. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The NFC been- South, NFC West, um, the NFC North has a large discrepancy between first and last. NFC East isn't that crazy bad. The West, AFC West, has a discrepancy of first to last. The AFC South. So... Um, and who would have thought Bill Belichick's coaching the Patriots and they're, they're last in their, their division? I heard through the grapevine there might be a trade coming up. Yeah, Parker, I, I, mean, I can't believe that they did what ready they did to, to trade to get Tom Brady back. Oh, really? Really? If, what do you think about right that? I, wouldn't, I don't even know if I'd really want that right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, who would have thought that we'd see um, the Patriots beat up the Browns and embarrass the the lions and then just get beat up by the the, the, the yeah i mean the i bears. said on this show if the bears could score minus points they were going to yeah. i i don't know it just something something is going on i i love the parody of the nfl it is great mm-hmm. but i wonder though deep down inside if there really is that much parody mm-hmm. like remember last year's playoffs every game was the game of the century well every game besides I'm, one was a less, was a field goal game <laughs> I'm afraid that we are kind of narrowing it down to the fact that there's so much parity this year that maybe there really isn't parity. There may be parity amongst how many teams are in the NFL? 28? There may 32. be 32. There may be parity among 30 of them, but maybe there's only two really good teams. I mean, I guess that's kind of the odd thing that I see happening is that it makes for great games. You don't know who's going to win. I mean, if the Panthers can beat. Hey, but our Detroit Lions have the first overall pick right now. The Lions. We got to talk about them in a minute. So, anyways, back to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I mean, what? I don't know. I, I I still think they got the right pieces there. I think if Tom Brady, I mean, again, and so much was made about Tom Brady going to this wedding. Bill Belichick wouldn't go to the wedding, I guess, because he said he had to worry about a football game. Then people start to question Tom. I mean, Tom Brady's forty-two years old, right? Forty-five. Well, the thing that they said, I don't remember what I was watching. It was something on ESPN was saying that the Bill Belichick treated every player the same and that if you did that, um, he wasn't afraid to say, wasn't even afraid to hold you accountable. And they said that, uh, what's the what's the coach's name? Oh, I know, Tampa I knew Bay. you were going to ask that just now and I was trying to think what it is. I can't think of his name. He's been he, he's been a coach and struggled. And Whatever, I can't think of his name. But um, they said that he just doesn't have that um, ability in the locker room right now. He's not doing that. Um, he's making exceptions and now Tom Brady... Gets on his player, his lineman for, um, for everything. Todd so Bulls. Todd Bowles, yeah, uh, he gets on them for everything, and I just think it's a dysfunctional locker room right now. And when you have a dysfunctional locker room, they're not playing for each other. It's hard to get that back, without having an off season. Yeah. Or a change of 
you know, direction or scenery with somebody on the team. I mean, I guess the thing is, being the GOAT only goes so far, too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know. We all knew. I think he's made a mistake with I think, Tom Brady's done. I think, I think Tom, Tom Brady's making a mistake. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on. I think, the, yes, there's father's time, father time. Yes, it's it's his energy and excitement. Yes, it's the divorce. Yes, it's a little bit of everything going on. And I think, again, there's just no room for error at his age, unfortunately, and it's catching up to him. What about Green Bay? So Green Bay loses to Washington, which I think is... And they had a defensive touchdown. And they did, yeah. I actually watched a lot of that game because I put a little bit of money on that game, too. Um, uh, now, I don't think it's been a... Maybe I've never said it, but Aaron Rodgers, I really can't stand. I think you said that on the podcast a couple weeks He's ago. He's probably my least favorite... He might be my least favorite athlete in professional sports now. And I'm going to be honest with you, Green Bay looked horrible, folks. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they Aaron Rodgers was throwing some horrendous passes. Um, Washington had, had Tyler Heineke out there, yeah, right? Tyler Heineke. <clears throat> I mean, now with that being said, I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't as bad of a loss for them as it was. Um, uh, Tampa, uh, Tampa, or Tampa Bay. Yeah, say Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Um, uh, but it's still horrible, and they've had some really bad losses, and they've looked really bad. And, and Aaron Rodgers is not helping the situation because of the what, way he. You, would, acts. How much could you have won if you just said Tom Brady would lose? I mean, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers would lose to the Giants, the Jets, and Washington in a row. Can you imagine if you just bet yesterday on Sunday that the Packers would lose and the and Tampa Bay would lose. Yeah. I mean, think about how much money you would have won, and then throw like another game or two in the parlay that were like shockers or even just safe bets. You don't want a lot of money. It would be something. I mean, I just I, Green Bay doesn't have anybody, and yeah. but I'm gonna be honest, he does not look good. And I, I hate to say this too, I don't feel like Tom Brady knows. I'm Tom Brady. I keep I'm mixing the two up. Aaron Rodgers knows how to be a leader when things are going wrong. Well, I told you this before. Last year or the year before that, I felt like every single time there was an incomplete pass, even when he had his receivers that he liked, he would throw his hands up in the air, he'd roll his eyes or this or that. I mean, it's just not what you do. You're not a team leader if that happens. It's not always their fault. I mean, there's some passes that I've been watching when he when I watch when he plays, and there's just not a good pass. It's not the receiver's fault that you threw four yards to the right or four yards to the left or four yards short or four yards deep. I mean, the receiver has nothing to do with that. I mean, maybe you can say he didn't run a crisp route, but it's also the quarterback's job to put the ball on the money no matter what route he runs or how crisp or whatever right. he, he, go, he goes. Because he's not just throw. I mean, for the most part, he's not going to just make a decision before the snap is even um, he's, before he even gets the ball. I mean, he's he's looking to see where they are and where his, his you know, first uh, option, second option, and this and that. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not um, I just think free of... People are giving him such a pass because they got this young yeah. receiving core. When deep down inside, I think we would criticize Dak Prescott. Right, we would criticize, criticize any of these. Jared Goff, I'm yeah. certain. And yet, we we people give Aaron Rodgers the pass. I I don't quite get it. I think it's going to be his last year in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that I've been thinking that for at least. Well, yeah, I mean, he might be his last year in the NFL, but it's <laughs> certainly going to be his last year in, in the Green Bay. I would think. I mean, I think they, I think they got to move on. I think it was like I think it's like Big Ben. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has way more talent than Big Ben had in his last couple of years, but at the same time, like you're you you can't be too afraid to move on from your from your franchise or from your you know quarterback of the you know decade or tenure forever. I mean, you got to move on. You got to make what the best decision for your team and your team right now is probably to trade him away as soon as possible because guess what? His value is just only going to keep diminishing. Yeah. So if you trade him away now, you can at least get more young players and draft picks and this and that. So. Yeah, it's time to build up, and I think it's time to find out. I mean, you're three and four. You're not competing for the playoffs right now, anyways. Does Green Bay have? If it's the, only to, continues to get worse, since their schedule is supposed to be easy right now. Do they have the quarterback of the future on the sidelines, or is it time? I mean, if this is going to be the quarterback class to draft, apparently this is it, right? Coming mm -hmm. out of college, so yeah. they got to kind of decide what they're going to do and move on. Um, another team that I feel like has been a great disappointment this year are the LA Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert, I think, was a high pick for everybody to be the NFL MVP this year. They just lost to Seattle and didn't just lose, but they kind of got mauled over. Um, it's kind of it's 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 kind of an interesting thing to see somebody with such high expectations. I still think there's some coaching issues there. Another team that's been a great disappointment, the Broncos. We talked about them. 
they lost to the Jets. I, I feel bad for the Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. The Jets have lost Brees Hall now. Um and yeah, I'm okay with that because I got Michael Carter in the backup, and my yeah. his his projected points doubled. Yeah, and and Zach Wilson, I think is, I thought could be. It, it, they haven't been using Garrett Wilson. Uh, I know the Jets have had this great success story, and I put them in my top teams last week. But after watching them in Denver, I I obviously for those of you who they just struggle you know, offensively. Yeah, the Jets were they the don't most, score many points like ever in any of the games. They really don't score a lot of points. And they were the underdog, so I watched a lot of that game, too, because I love picking underdogs, and that was my underdog of the week. But I watched it, and I'm going to be honest with you, um, it was rough to see. I, the, we're going to talk about a college game in a minute that was rough to see, but let me tell you something. The, the Jets' offense is pretty tough, and it's a shame because I do think they got a solid defense, and they're going to have to figure out how to handle that. So we'll see there. Now, the game of the week was supposed to be San Francisco and Kansas City. They got Christian McCaffrey. I wasn't thrilled about the pickup of Christian McCaffrey because, to me, San Francisco just has all these players who do these like little dink and dunks and things like that. I don't know. I feel like they already had a pretty strong backfield. I mean, I forget mm-hmm. the court, the running back that got Wilson. injured at the beginning of oh, the year. Mostert? Um, no, no. Um, I forget who got injured at the beginning of the year. But then they had Wilson in the backfield. Uh, you know, they got Ayuk. They got Samuel. Um like they got players, and yet, I just I I I didn't think it was that great of a pickup. They gave up a lot to get them. Um, and again, I, I wish I could remember the quarter the running back that got injured at the beginning of the year. But I just feel like they've wasted a lot of draft picks to get that. I don't know how much better that really makes them. Um, and to be honest with you, Kansas City, it was great to see Juju Smith Schuster have a game finally. Um, Evan Coleman. Yeah, was it him? They've had a lot of running backs since. Yeah, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, so I I don't know. I just Tyron Davis Price. No, it was it was Coleman. I just I don't know. I just feel like things have. I don't know how important of a pickup that is. I didn't think it changed a lot in the NFC. They're much weaker to begin with, so I guess I get it. But I don't know. I don't know if you watch any of that game. Oh no, you were. I watched a little bit. I start, but... I mean, the Chiefs look good. Yeah, it seemed like it was a pretty solid game, and then things kind of went south. Because the San Francisco scored, what, the first 10 points? Yes. Yeah, and then they got blown up. Yeah, I mean, it just was one of those things where... Oh, no, Elijah Mitchell. That's who it was I was thinking of, right? Yeah, Elijah Mitchell was their starter at the beginning of the year and then got injured, and um, (coughs) things just kind of fell apart from there. Um, But again, kind of rough. Now, Dak Prescott returned this week. Um, he played your Detroit Lions, um, and the Lions hung in there for quite some time, kind of fell that apart fumble. in the fourth quarter. And don't forget the Lions are doing this without Swift. You know, we wondered what was the difference between the Lions kind of scoring all these points without, you know, Swift is so dangerous in the backfield. I think it just changed defense's minds. And I think golf, of course, then we, have, we haven't had the injuries, right? We've had guys hurt, receivers. I mean, Amon Ross, St. Brown gets one catch, and... He's cut it off with a concussion. concussion. No. Oh, it's not? No, they ruled that it was not a concussion. Yes, so he'll be back this week. All right. Well, they said he's still in concussion protocol. Are they going to buy this week? The Lions? No, they play play uh, Miami. Yeah. They said it was not a concussion, but he's still in concussion protocol. I don't don't really know what that means. Back on the field, folks. He needs to be there. Hey, the team that really caught my eye, though, were the Cincinnati Bengals. They. uh, I said this after week four that you knew that they had to get their mojo back. And it. I, I feel like they still have to get their mojo back. And obviously Joe Burrow threw for 9 million yards and four touchdowns. And I forget who they even played anymore. Atlanta? Yes. Yeah. And Atlanta's so, been playing tough. Yeah, they, they've played every team tough this year, I would say. So, I mean, it's definitely not a, just a walk-over easy win. So, they have so much talent. They have to be able to have more weeks like this. <clears throat> even last year when they had success, <clears throat> the success that they had was with Joe Burrow throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns. I know. Nice. There's, if you look at all the stats last year at the end of the year when they started winning and they won in the playoffs, they would score 23 points, 20 points, 24 points, 27 points, but Joe Burrow would throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. I'll take Every it. Week. I'll take it because my fantasy big team, I got Joe Burrow. Hey, I wasn't just clearing my throat because I've been sick for the last three weeks. I'm clearing my throat because let's talk about maybe the surprise team making a comeback 
the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, folks, you heard it. Remember, someone picked them. I was thinking of um, you when I was watching that game because I think Jacob So you just scored. basically confirmed that they're going to lose this week. <clears throat> I think Jacob scored like three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking last year, didn't you have him on fantasy and like he would never get more than 20 yards? I had him for two straight years and he didn't. I don't know if he ever had a game quite three like that. Three touchdowns. Your boy Zeke had some touchdowns though. I know, but it was two touchdowns I know, they were for 55 yards. Blah, 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 blah. So I mean, it's touchdowns. nice. I wish Tony. I mean, I don't want Tony Brown to get hurt. But honestly, it would be nice for my fantasy team if he got hurt. But yeah, two touchdowns saved his day because he had he only had 17.7 points. I want to say, but he only rushed for like 56 yards. He only had 13 carries because they don't play really. They really don't play him. No. They play Tony, Tony Pollard um, as much as they can. Oh yeah, without question. Now we got to talk about the Cleveland Browns. They had another chance. And they just find ways to lose. I, I saw some interesting tweets this morning. I don't know if there's rumors going out there that maybe they're opening, they're open to um, trading Kareem Hunt. I think it would be the best thing for Cleveland. I feel like they're stuck between running him and, and you know when to run him, when to not. I mean, they got the two best running backs maybe in the country, um, and yet I say country because I'm thinking college football, but in the NFL. And I just feel like they just kind of confuse things. Like, uh, they they need to let just Chubb run the ball, yet they bring in Kareem Hunt all the time. It, the, I, bet, I think definitely there's some teams out there that could use a running back, and maybe they could get a little bit of draft stock. The Browns need <clears throat> some draft picks after they gave up everything for Deshaun Watson, where mm-hmm. who knows where he is. So um, the Browns just keep finding ways to lose, though. No, that's hilarious, to be honest with you. And Steven loves it. Okay, everyone, let's make some NFL picks this week. Since today was just, let's talk about the NFL. Let's see how crazy it is. Here we go. So Thursday night, it starts Baltimore. I don't know what's going on with Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore should be so much better than they are. Um, I don't know who they really got on their team. Duvernay, I hear his name all the time, but yet he only scores eight points in fantasy, so he can't be doing that much. They obviously now got the Drake, and I forget who the other running back is going head-to-head, whatever, at Tampa Bay. So here's what I'm thinking. Tampa Bay, I think, is the underdog in this. They're coming off these bad games. They're playing Baltimore. I think Tampa Bay playing at home. They're going to circle the wagons. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think Tampa Bay beats Baltimore. Give me Baltimore. They're winning. Tampa Bay sucks. Really? Denver at Jacksonville. So I put big time bucks. When I say big time bucks, I'm talking at Jacksonville. It's at London. In London. I put like $100 on the New York Giants because they were an underdog to Jacksonville. I thought the Giants would win. The Giants somehow won right at the one yard line. Uh, But Jacksonville played good, and Denver is pathetic, folks. I'm going Jacksonville. Yeah, I've got the Jags. That's really not much to say. I won't. I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll pick the Broncos unless they play the Lions. Etienne ran pretty well. Um, that was James Robinson. <laughs> zero <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> I was going they, against him, and I was like, "That's almost impossible." But they traded to have him, zero right? points. So yeah. he got traded to the Jets. So he got, so he went to the Jets. We'll see what happens. All right, Carolina at Atlanta. <sighs> Give me Atlanta. Yeah, I got Atlanta. And throw the frickin' ball to Kyle Pitts. This is ridiculous. Put him as a wide receiver. He's your, he'd be your best catcher. Uh, they they run the ball constantly. Throw the ball. They're down by four touchdowns, and they're running the ball constantly. I'm going Atlanta. Yep, I got Atlanta. Okay, so Chicago Bears, you talked about it. They looked good last night against a really good defense. We know the Patriots have a good defense. Justin Fields looked like the Justin Fields I think everybody thought the Dallas Cowboys, I think, are still trying to get their mojo back. I'm tempted to take Chicago. Like, I would take Chicago on the points because I think it's like they're 10.5-point underdogs, I think. But in the Big D, and I'm all about the Big D, I'm going Dallas. Yeah, I got Dallas um, at home. I like their chances. I think Dak, Dak only is going to keep getting better as he gets more comfortable um, back into the system, back into playing and um I just think that they're a better football team. I don't think there's any way that they lose in Dallas. Folks, Miami got guns a-blazing against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night, on Sunday night. I thought they were going to run away with that game and win by 1,000. And they struggled after the first quarter. Um, 
Unfortunately, I haven't heard of Swift's coming back this week. I think if Swift comes back, I think that Lions and Amon Ross St. Brown plays, Reynolds plays, um, Hawkinson plays. I think the Lions could hang in there with them. Um, I would want to pick the... I got to find out about Swift, but because I'm trying to beat Steven in picks, I'm going to go with Miami. You're not going to beat me with my. You're not going to beat me with that pick. You're going to tie me because I'm going Miami. And it's not even a question that I think Miami is going to win this game. I am done with Detroit. Um, no longer picking them, even on their bye week. They lost. Wow. Okay. Okay. Minnesota, the team nobody talks about, got a huge lead in that NFC North, right? Um, yeah. Well, the Lions are dead last, so. And I think the Cardinals are just heating up. Hopkins is going to make a ton of catches. Yes. I'm going Arizona to walk into Minnesota and come out with a victory. I got Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's going to win. You're going to lose another game to me. Uh, Arizona sucks. Um, I'm not saying Minnesota's great, but they're better than the sucky Cardinals. Carr, Adams, I need them for my fantasy teams. Folks, I got three fantasy teams here. But one of them I'm basically toast. Except for I think they let... I'm toasting one. Stevens League, I'm doing good. The other one I'm doing really good. Um, so I need Carr. I need Adams. They're my Super Bowl pick. New Orleans. I just hope Chris Olave catches every pass. I don't know what's going on in New Orleans. I hear Michael Thomas is unhappy. Maybe he's on the trading block. Um, I don't know who's going to be quarterback from them. Is it going to be the orange? What do they call him? Dalton's got a funny name. Anyways, I'm going Las Vegas. Yeah, I've got Las Vegas. They, um, they're not going to Super Bowl, but they'll win this week. <laughs> two, two really tough teams to pick here: New England and the Jets. I just told you about the Jets. I think they're offensively challenged. I think New England's going to come in pissed. I'll go with New England. I got New York. I like the pick. I, I like got the, the Mel Funter, Zach Wilson's win this week. Well, I might have a busy weekend. Tired. Um, Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, I got Philly as well. Uh, Eagles fly high or whatever. Um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's just not good. The most boring team in the NFL, Tennessee. I got them beating Houston. Yeah, I got Tennessee as well. I mean, not much to say. Yeah, I mean, honestly, could could I mean some of the some of these NFL teams are like sleepers. Mm-hmm. Who wants to talk about Jacksonville and Tennessee and Houston? It's like, blah. oh my god, in the next game, Washington to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is going to start. They, they, Matt, Matty Ice, he's on the bench. Um, he's not starting anymore for Indianapolis for the rest of the year, they said. Um, oh. You know what? Give me Washington. Is uh, Ritter the uh, starter then? No. <coughs> no, Indianapolis has um, a guy from, I think he played at Wisconsin. Um, oh, Jack Cohn? No. It's somebody who's been there for a while. It's been there for a while. Um, hold on. Let me get a oh, oh, I'm not going to Indianapolis then. Give me Washington. Uh, Give me the commanders. They're going to command a win this weekend. Oh, Taylor Heineke. No, he wasn't there. I'm sorry. He was at Texas. Sam Ellinger. Oh, Ellinger? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I, I got Washington then. Um, so, anyways, Washington, I think, wins. Uh, hey, you got the number one fantasy running back. Run the mother brother all right san francisco at the rams san francisco rams san francisco rams I- i'm gonna go with san francisco road team just because i think they gotta win i got san fran they um they usually over uh i don't even know what i'm trying to say like they, they usually play better than they're um supposed to or projected to um and the f- charger the chargers the uh rams the Rams, they're just, I don't know what to say yeah. about them. Blah. Another blah. All right, New York football giants, they get the dub. They play Seattle. They're playing great. <clears throat> Everyone's talking about their quarterback and how great they are. Um, they're playing in Seattle. <sighs> the Giants have a ton of injuries on the offensive side. Oh, folks, I can't believe I'm, I don't know if I can bet any money this week. Seattle wins. I'm going to go with the uh, New York football giants. Wow. Uh, they're doing well. Um, I think Seattle is really not that great of a team. Um, give me give me the giants. 
Um, and Daniel Jones is going to um, find a way to win it. They don't even win pretty, but they, they win, Daniel I guess. Jones, I tell you, he runs the ball. When he runs yeah, the he ball, runs he's a sneaky ball. runner. Yeah. I don't think anybody really thinks that about him, but I'll tell you what, the, guy, the kid can run. Um, Green Bay at Buffalo. I hope Buffalo just absolutely – you heard um, – Annihilates his press press conference. Nobody expects us to win. We're underdog. Well, you know what? I hope Buffalo just destroys them. And finally, Monday night football in Cleveland, Ohio. The Cincinnati on, on Halloween night. There's gonna be some scary fans in the stands, but Cincinnati's gonna scare the shit out of Cleveland because I think they're going to wallop them. Yep. Give me Joe. Give me Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, um, Hayden Hurst. Whoever else is on our team, they're all better than um, the Cleveland Browns. So, Folks, college football, um, we got some big weeks coming up. The only week that is not necessarily the biggest week of all, well, a bunch of games, I should say. Um, November 12th is action-packed. We've got some action-packed games. Steven and I are fired up. Our team's got big games this week. Um, last week was actually kind of a snoozer in college football, not the biggest upsets. I mean, we talked about Clemson. Potentially losing to Syracuse, and Syracuse forgot to run their best player in on their team. Um, they got a horrendous. I don't know if anybody followed Twitter on Saturday. I mean, everybody was commenting about how poorly officiated that game was and the breaks that went to Clemson. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was kind of just the week of college football. Like, just throw a couple upsets. Not not action packed, but let's get going. So let's talk right now about our two most important games. Steven, it's rivalry week. We'll start with your game first. Michigan State has won, what, the last two games? Mm -hmm. Um, um, State had a bye week, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They're coming off of an invigorating win over Wisconsin in East Lansing. Did you see Wisconsin last week? Who'd they beat? I forgot who they beat. Purdue. Yeah. What the hell happened there? Uh, They... I couldn't have been more wrong about Purdue and Wisconsin than I was. Well, I was right there with you because I had I thought Purdue was well. They were my team to win the West. Um, so Stephen, a lot of trash talk out there. Give us your honest assessment. What happens? Give us a prediction score wise. What happens? Michigan State at Michigan. It's under the lights. I think for the first time ever. Right? I mean, nope, second time. It's oh, it's, they played them at night before. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a game we went to, huh? Yep, they lost. Oh, that was in a monsoon though. That second half I think was a horrendous um, second half. So Saturday night you'll be watching it. Tell us what you think. Breakdown. Give it to us all. So I went um, yesterday. I watched the 2015 highlights of the game, 2017, 2020, just to make sure that I lost all feelings of happiness in my life. Um, but, you know, this game will never produce it. I don't really think of much of a blowout, even though you would think Michigan's the much better team. Uh, Michigan State will come ready. There's no doubt about that. Um, they'll be ready. I'd be shocked if they even cover um, the spread. I'd be absolutely shocked if they cover the spread. Spread's at 22 right now. I'd, I'd suspect this is going to be a 10- to 14-point game, if not less. Um, I was looking at the stats last year. Michigan um, significantly outplayed them. Michigan State, and I looked at the total yards, and Michigan outgained them almost by 200 yards. And then I looked at this the most shocking stat was on the five on five of the 14 drives, Michigan State had almost 90% of their yards on the total offense. So I mean that's just what the difference was last year was Michigan not capitalizing opportunities, kicking field goals. They kicked four field goals. Michigan State had five drives of any offense really, and they had five touchdowns. So um, when you do that, it's a recipe to win. Uh, last year, Michigan just continued to give up the opportunities and keep Michigan State in the game. They've done that pretty well since Harbaugh has been there against Michigan State. Uh, last year, they had a fumble with six minutes left to go in the game when they could have um, put, put a fork in them. Uh, third and one, they they uh, were right at the start of the second half. Uh, they're up, they were up 23 to 14, I think it was. Um, they were just past midfield, third and one. They run and get stuffed, and then they go to try to uh, run for it on fourth down, and they get a false start, and then they have to punt. Um, just a bunch of missed opportunities last year. Um, and I just thought it was a funny stat. I don't know if I've ever said this before on the on the episodes, but um, in the seven games that they've played, Michigan State has actually won four out of the seven. 
in other four wins that Michigan State has, they've all been decided by less than a score. Um, where the ones that have been decided by more than a, a more than ten points, Michigan's three and zero. So um, it's just that simple. Michigan State's that team that every year doesn't matter if they're one and eleven or if they're twelve and zero, um, they're going to fight. They're going to scrap, and and they're a team that you have to um, find a way to uh, beat up. Um, if they're in a game, they're going to fight, and they're going to have a good chance to win. So I think Michigan's um, is just better in probably about every single category, every position. Um, I don't know what Michigan State's going to do defensively because uh, you can say stack the rocks against Michigan, which is fine, but then Michigan's receivers are going to be able to get open against that secondary, which is horrible. Um, so I don't know what they'll do, but, I mean, they find a way to play their best game against Michigan. Um, but I think Michigan wins by two, two touchdowns. If they win by more than that, I'd be you have to call me shocked. Okay. Sounds like a fair assessment of things. Um, and then, of course, Saturday afternoon, Ohio State and the band will be traveling to Penn State and Happy Valley. Last time the Ohio State marching band was in Happy Valley, they got um, a bunch of pee thrown on them, a bunch of urine. So They uh, got a golden shower? Yeah. They, oh. um, the Penn State fans threw Ziploc baggies of urine all over the band. So Ohio State said they were never going to bring the marching band back, but they're coming on Saturday. Um, Ohio State played Iowa this week. Steven didn't recap the game this weekend because Michigan obviously was on a bye. Um, so we'll talk about that game first. Um, Iowa is really – oh, you got to read that tweet you had earlier today, Stephen. Um, it was a great one between Iowa. <laughs> I mean, Iowa um, – Iowa, I saw that stat was they, they average – they, on the year they had before the Ohio State game, they had average of giving up eleven point two points, or whatever, and they're three and three. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how many offensive points they have on this year versus defensive, but it honestly could be a battle. I mean, the offensive production versus defensive production of scoring points. I bet it's a, it's a good, good battle. But I mean, honestly, their their offense is horrific. They had what six turnovers? Yeah, it was on Saturday. The very first play, they had two weeks. They had no yeah. behind the first play. <laughs> I just don't even, I don't even <laughs> understand what. And then they went up to the backup quarterback, and he fumbles on the yeah, first snap. Yeah, he fumbled snap. on the first snap. I mean, but I mean, I just don't even understand. Like that one pick, the defender returned from like the ten yard line. I mean, it's different if like, I mean, he threw it to him. Like I don't, yeah. like the offense, the running back was five yards over here, and he threw it to the defender. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't even know what he was looking at. I don't. I yeah. mean, you could say maybe he was throwing it to somebody else that was going across the field, but he didn't. He threw it at you know, only five feet high. I mean, I, I don't know. He just. I mean, obviously there's a lot of pressure on him because he knows that if he doesn't play well, you know, they are going to just talk about that. But, I mean, you have to go in a different direction at some point. You can't just keep giving somebody a long leash. I mean, obviously you could say that about uh, Ferentz, the offensive coordinator as well. Um, he probably could have been fired a few few years ago um, or had never been hired, but you never know. Like I texted you, I can't even imagine being an Iowa fan because the defense is legit. They're real. Um, there's, it's sad though, yeah, because that defense is just yeah, terrific. They really are, um, and and yet, you know, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. Ohio State though got a ton of criticism um, because offensively they were offensively challenged, definitely in the first half. In the second half, I don't know how much was Iowa was tired, and Ohio State finally busted open a few plays. <clears throat> All Ohio State, you know, Joe Clatt went on Twitter and going on and on about what he should do with Ohio State. Let me say this. Um, I think Ohio State has to play one good defense left this year, two maybe. If they're lucky enough to beat Michigan, they'll end up playing Illinois, I guess, in the Big Ten Championship. And I'll be honest with you, as an Ohio State fan, let me play Oregon. Let me play Tennessee. Let me play Alabama's defense. (coughs) Why would you think you're going to play Oregon? Uh, Because now everyone's saying Oregon, how great they are, and they're going to be in the college football playoff. I'm just saying, I, I, Ohio State, would I rather play Tennessee or Michigan? I'd rather play Tennessee any day. I'd rather play Alabama any day. Uh, I'd rather play Clemson. Uh, Ohio State's toughest game is coming up in a few weeks, folks, when they play Michigan. It's just that simple. Um, Michigan's defense is built to beat Ohio State. Not necessarily, I think, in the secondary as much as up front. I think Michigan can bully the offensive line of Ohio State and cause C.J. Stroud all sorts of trouble. Um but offensively, they're good. I, I can't wait. to. I hope Ohio State can beat Michigan, so I don't got to worry about I, I'll take those teams in the college football playoff and be thrilled. Um, 
Iowa's legit. I think Iowa, I'm going to tell you what, I think Georgia's offensively challenged, and I think Iowa could hang in there because their defense would keep them mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just is what it is. So that game's over with. Ohio State, boom. Ohio State goes to Happy Valley. Everybody threw Penn State under the bus, how horrible they were because they got destroyed by Michigan. Now Penn State's wonderful again. They're a 15-point dog to Ohio State. They're playing Ohio State, not in the whiteout. Um, I think Ohio State loses this game to Penn State on Saturday. Um, I'm kidding. I don't think that. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Like you said, it's kind of a rivalry, Ohio State-Penn State. They always play pretty close games. Um, Penn State, of course, has upset Ohio State a couple times. Um, I I don't think the defensive challenge is going to be as great as it was, but I do think Ohio State's defense is going to be challenged, unlike it's been challenged all year. Um, I think Penn State offensively has a little bit more talent for sure. And um, uh, Sean Clifford's either going to play like like he did Saturday night or he's going to play like he did against Michigan. Um, you just don't know which one's going to show up. So I think in the end, um, I, I think Ohio State wins. I agree with Steven. I don't know if like you want to um, always say, well, you're going to cover the spread at 15. Um, but I... I I think Ohio State has enough firepower that even if it's a back-and-forth game, that they pull it out in the fourth quarter as these games seem to go. Like Steven said, in these rivalry games, very rarely are there big-time blowouts. Um, I think Ohio State, though, somehow gets it done. I would say probably, what was the Michigan-Penn State score? 41-17. I could see the score being like 41-24. I think Penn State, Ohio State probably pulls away in the third and fourth quarter. Could I see the game being tied at half? Yeah. Um, you know, I think Penn State was down, what, three to Michigan at the half. I mean, I could see something like that. And I think Ohio State probably pulls away. Um, good weather in Happy Valley. So I'll pick the Buckeyes to get the dub in Happy Valley. Again, I say 41-24. Let's go with that score. Yeah, I think, I think Ohio State will win, I think. I still don't know what to say about Penn State. I guess I'd have to watch them play another team and like watch it thoroughly. Um, because I just... Their offense looked horrible against Michigan. And I didn't think it was like anything that Michigan was really doing. But it's hard for me to really say, I guess, if Michi- Michigan's just better than I thought or Penn State's just worse than I thought. I have really no idea. But I think they'll become... And then they'll come in riled up at home playing the number two team in the country. They still have their entire season ahead of them. Obviously, if they lose Saturday, season's over. But um, Can I say this? I think Penn State is a, is probably one of the teams that gets that plays better at home more than any other school. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm they just go... Just playing it, playing... And, I mean, Michigan kind of just came out the uh, gates, like, I mean, I don't know about... Aggressor, I feel like Ohio aggressor. State, at least I feel like Ohio State, how you feel about Michigan. I think when Ohio State goes on the road, I think they play better. Mm-hmm. I think they do. I mean, I think Michigan probably thinks the same way. I feel like Penn State, though, they play at home. It's a true home field advantage. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they play teams different at home than they do on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying that they play better. Um, if this was the whiteout at night, I could see this game coming down to a field goal. With it not being at night, um, I, I still think Ohio State wins by five, eight, ten, to two touch, or 10 points to two touchdowns or so. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Penn State will come in ready. I think probably Penn State scores on their first drive. Um, Ohio State kind of just comes out slow, but obviously the better team wins overall. In the second half, Ohio State um, kind of dominates I mean, and wins. Is this a big game for Ohio shows. State and Michigan? Um, and I say that because, <clears throat> I mean, they they got good teams this week. or They got tough games, okay? I mean, again, I know nobody will say that Michigan State is a great team, okay? But you know what I mean. Like you said, in rivalries, boom. The next week, Michigan plays Rutgers, Ohio State plays Northwestern. I mean, those are real yawners. And then I think I was talking to you about us watching football on the 12th. Like, Ohio State plays Indiana, Michigan plays Nebraska. Like, those are those are a little more. So, mm-hmm. you get these big games, then you kind of are going to die down and, and have a couple cupcakes before you kind of get back up to, to some tough competition. So, um, big week. Then it gets quiet. Then it builds back up. So here we go. Washington State, Utah. Utah plays at Washington State on Thursday night. We'll be all asleep, I'm sure, at 10 o'clock when that kicks off on Fox Sports 1. Um, Utah beat USC 
Um, Washington State has played everyone pretty scrappy. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'll take Utah to go to the Palouse and get the dub. Oh, this was a tough one. Um, I don't even know what to say about Utah. Um, who'd they beat? They beat Oregon? Was that who they beat? No, they no. Beat USC. USC. But I'm they sorry. lost to UCLA. Yes. Um, and then UCLA lost to Oregon. And Chip Kelly's what, 0 4 against Oregon yes. now? Um, <coughs> Utah's a seven point dog. And this is at Washington I mean, State? Seven point yeah, I guess it would yep. be. Um, gosh. I'm going to go with Utah. I think Utah finds a way to win. Um, I think Utah is a, is a team that just plays angry now for the rest of the year and goes undefeated from here on out. All right. I'll go Ohio State over Penn State. Um, that's it. Yeah, I already said I got Ohio State. So TCU um, beats West Virginia. <clears throat> West Virginia plays better at home than they do on the road. But TCU keeps winning, folks. Um, at some point, we're going to have to talk about them. So I want to read you this. I, I saved this. So I'm getting a little sick of all this kind of garbage, but let's talk about it. So people want to look at the, the, the top six unbeaten teams, and Ohio State and Michigan get criticized. Michigan's win of the top six teams, Michigan has the worst record of teams they've beaten. That's 25 and 28. Ohio State's right behind them at 25 and 27 are the teams that they beat. Mm-hmm. So the winning percentage of the teams they're beating are four. Point four seven two point four eight one. TCU's is twenty nine and twenty one. They're number one. Um, Georgia's twenty nine and twenty two record. Tennessee's thirty and twenty three, and Clemson's twenty eight and twenty two. Look, I mean, getting a little tired of hearing all this. I, I still can't wait till these teams get to play each other down the road. TCU is a team you're going to have to talk about. They seem to score some points. They're pretty gritty. Um, I just still don't know. I don't care if they got the best win record against teams or whatever. I just don't. I, I just don't know if I buy the teams in the Big Twelve, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I just I. Let me say this: If Ohio State would be the number one seed in the college football playoff and play TCU as the number four seed, I'm not going to complain. But I just still don't know how good tennis tech TCU is in comparison with some of the bigger giants in football. But, I mean, something to talk about, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I think Clemson's still fraud. Um, I like their fan base keeps tweeting out stuff about how they think it's funny that's eight years now in a row, whatever, that they're, that talk is happening or whatever. But, I mean, they're, they're not a good football team. I mean, Syracuse exposed them and handed them a victory last weekend. Um, some might say the refs handed them a victory, but... Um, they, they showed at home they were vulnerable against Syracuse, who has a horrible offense, it looked like. Um, they they couldn't move the ball in the second half. So I'd like to see them play a team in that situation have, and play a team with a pulse and see what happens because they'll, they'll lose by two, three touchdowns. Notre Dame at Syracuse. <laughs> this game is going to get interesting, I think. Um, uh, I think the Irish beat Syracuse. Yeah, I'm going with the Irish as well. Um, they're a team that's coming around, uh, getting a little better. And I just, I don't know, I was kind of devastated when I looked at what Syracuse put out last weekend in the second half. So, Arkansas at Auburn in the SEC. I think Auburn finds a way to win. They have not quit on their coach. They've all this talk about their coach getting fired. <coughs> Excuse me, they've hung in there. Um, Arkansas has been this up-and-down team. Sometimes they kind of look good. Sometimes they don't. But Auburn has been playing tough. They they were beating LSU. They, you know, lost then. But I, I they, they're playing tough. They're, I think they're, I don't know. I, I just don't, Arkansas, I feel like, has been a disappointment this year. Deep down, I just, I, I don't I don't know how much I buy them. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Auburn. Arkansas probably has the, uh, probably their best game against BYU this last weekend. But, um. Auburn has come into games and played well and then just had moments where they've just looked yeah. horrible. Right. Um, Arkansas just has had a lot of games where they've not looked good. Um, scoring 17 points against Mississippi State, getting beat by Alabama by 23, which they were in the game a little bit late in the third quarter. And then only scoring 21 against this Texas A&M, and who, Texas A&M looks pretty bad now. Um, so 
Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Auburn. If not, I would think that coach is fired after this week. Ooh, we got four. We got all of our picks in a row, folks. Here we go. Let's see if we can keep this up. Oklahoma at Iowa State. I will say this. Matt Campbell was one of the hottest coaches at one time. He probably should have left Iowa State when he had the chance. Iowa State, I think, has a really good defense. Offensively, they're challenged. But I think Oklahoma is a bit of a fraud, too. I know they came back and beat Kansas. Um, it's at Iowa State. I think Iowa State beats Oklahoma. With things working out the way that they have been, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Um, I think their offense is good enough to beat Iowa State. Iowa State has a good defense, but I'm going to go offense wins the game. We're not going to make this pick, but we got to talk about Toledo. Toledo fell apart in the second half, in the fourth, I shouldn't say the second half, in the fourth quarter against Buffalo. Hopefully the Rockets can get a win against Eastern this weekend. All right, Rutgers at Minnesota. Minnesota, I don't know what to say. They've had injuries. Things just seem Is to be Is that quarterback rough. healthy, though? No? Um, I don't know yet. I still think Minnesota's going to get the dub even no matter who starts. Rutgers is chopping wood, but I'll go with Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota wins, too. Even though that they lost pretty badly to Penn State last weekend, it wasn't that bad of a game. It was kind of late that Penn State kind of uh, ran away with it. Um, it was still like a score score game like in the start of four. What is going on down in Miami? Miami. You. What is going on? They're going in. They're taking a U-turn towards the shithole. Um, they suck, so. The world's largest cocktail cocktail party. I don't know what I was saying, but I meant to say cocktail party. Okay, folks. Florida at Georgia. Florida at least has a pulse. Um, you mean Georgia at Florida? Yeah, well, it's at Jackson. It's in Jacksonville. Uh, it's in Florida. Yes. Uh, but it's the largest cocktail party. Um... I would I I think Florida's gonna give Georgia a run for their money. I don't know what the line is on this one. I'm gonna take Georgia, but I'm gonna tell you what, whatever the experts say, I think it's gonna be closer than what the experts think according to Lee Corso. Let me see what the line is. Twenty two and a half. Twenty two and a half? Mm-hmm. Oh folks. I'm not telling you to bet, but I'm telling you to bet. Take Florida in the 22-and-a-half. I'm going to go with Georgia, but I would love to see Georgia lose to Florida. I think a really good I'll even be okay with their fans talking crap, even if they win. Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Kansas State lost a heartbreaker last week. They had a big lead and kind of lost them. The, just fell apart in the second half. Oklahoma State, I mean, they won. No, Kansas State. Oh, I thought you said Oklahoma State. Kansas State was playing TCU, was up big, and then lost. Um, Oklahoma State... They're an interesting team. They. I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I'm going to go Kansas State. I'm going to go a different direction. I keep. I don't um, know what, ha- what happened to Martinez. He like just went in the first series and then came out and shook everyone's hand and said he's out. So I don't know if he's playing or what, but that was kind of disappointing. Oh, he didn't play anymore after that? No. That was kind of a dud. Well, I'm not changing my pick. If he's not playing, I got Oklahoma State. I should have picked them anyways. All right. Illinois at Nebraska. Nebraska's one of those teams that I feel like... Nebraska can't ruin this for the Big Ten. We've got Illinois playing well. Nebraska's going to get an upset somewhere along the way. I'm going to go with Illinois. It's going to be a low-scoring affair probably. I'll go with Illinois. Yep, Illinois. All right, Steven, grab out your phone. Oh, no. Your tweet from today. What did I tweet out today? at Iowa. Your tweet about what you should do this weekend if you want to be scared. Oh, yeah. Let me there find that. Go, folks. This is a good one. So Northwestern's playing Iowa. The over-under is between 31 and 36. I mean, that's almost unheard of. Um, Northwestern, though, played really tough against Maryland, actually, last week. They actually had a chance to win. <laughs> um, oh, best horror movies to watch this Halloween uh, weekend ranked. Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, then number two, Scream. Number three, Northwestern versus Iowa 2022. So um, Northwestern Iowa, they should be paying people to go to that game. Um, it's probably going to be the lowest. Well, it won't be the lowest scoring. It might be the lowest scoring Power 5 game. 
I'm in the country. The no, it won't be though because of the defense. That's what I'm saying. The defenses could score yeah. just like the offensive. Yeah. This game could end up being 34 to 30 because with, the defense is 12 points combined offensively. Yeah, or something like less than that. Um, I'll go with Iowa because I think Northwestern is that bad. Yeah, I think I think Iowa has such a good defense that they might even have to play offense and they could win this game. They could play defense all game and still win this game. Kentucky at Tennessee. So I texted Stephen. I said, do you think Kentucky can no. be in there? Tennessee's offense is way too good. Kentucky's offense sucks. Okay. Will Levis puts mayo in his coffee. Give me Tennessee. All right, I'll take Tennessee too. We already picked Michigan. Michigan, that's mm-hmm. Michigan State. Ole Miss at A&M. So A&M just suspended three freshmen. Well, there's a lot of issues going on down there. Um, Lane Kiffin's coming off of a, um, a bad loss. Very bad loss. Um, I'll go, though, Ole Miss rebounds, and A&M's got some issues that I think they need to figure out real quick. Yeah, A&M is, their, their program is running downhill. And I read that they, if they buy out Jim, or Jim Harbaugh, if they buy out Jimbo Fisher, they have to pay him $89 million still or something like that. I would take his job and, and suck, funny. too, I if I make him. That, that won't bother me. Yeah. Uh, Baylor at Texas Tech. I think Baylor gets the dub over Texas Tech. Um. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Bay- well, sh- did you see Texas Tech beat? Uh, who they beat last weekend? They were ringing the bell, and it was all over Twitter. And I didn't understand why. I think they beat West Virginia, didn't they? Is that who it was? Yeah, and I picked West Virginia. I think I want to say. Um. They you know just- what? I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm going Texas Tech. They're gonna ring the bell. I didn't know if it was supposed to be a sexual thing, but it was all over Twitter, and I didn't understand why. Um, Pittsburgh at North Carolina, the team nobody talks about North Carolina. They only got one loss. They score a ton of points. Their quarterback is somebody who's going to be mentioned going to the NFL. Um, I guess you got to go, even though Pittsburgh, you know, think about Pittsburgh took Tennessee to overtime. Mm -hmm. um, And then they lost to Georgia Tech. So I'll go with North Carolina because it's at North Carolina, but... Basically, we're setting up for a North Carolina-Clemson ACC championship game. Yeah, North Carolina sucks. But they're going to win. Because Pittsburgh sucks even more. Okay. And finally, Stanford on a two-game win streak, folks. It wasn't just a fluke beating Notre Dame. They now play UCLA, which I'm convinced is just over. I I think Chip Kelly, they, they won one game and got everybody all excited. I'll take UCLA. Yeah, yeah, UCLA. Stanford sucks. So what Their offense we, is so bad. So what are we going to do about all this talk about, I, you know, I saw Heather Dinich put out her top four, and she put the Oregon Ducks in her top four. Um, does anybody not remember what happened the first game of the year? Was it 59-3 to three or something? I mean, it would. That's what, the, that's what happened when I saw the tweet about how they, I saw, I didn't even do anything about it, but. Um, they said it was like scoring, you know, margin of victory against top 25 teams. And it says Georgia's is like an average of like 43. It's like, well, because they beat Oregon by 45. It's like that that's going to be your outlier right there. That's the reason why they won by Can a million. Can you lose by 50 points and get or however many it was? Playoff? Well, Penn State, actually, they didn't make the playoffs. But in 2016, they almost did. They made it in the Big Ten Championship. And then, but they lost by 39 to Michigan. Um they were one win away from the the Big Ten or the college football playoff. So, gosh, I I mean, I guess it can happen. You can have a bad loss as long as you win from there on out. But to me, Oregon is not that good of a football team. Folks, they beat UCLA, who was really a um, UCLA. I think was way overranked. Um, I <laughs> I was just going over momentum and picked them, but are they that good? I don't know about that. And the flying Chip Kelly's ran into Oregon and they lost forty nine to three. Well, they, they were outgained. Oh, they actually weren't outgained by that much. They were outgained by five or five hundred, two hundred and fifty yards. So not that bad. I thought it was worse than that. Hmm. But that was with Aurora, I mean not Aurora, but Georgia um, slowing down and putting in their walk-ons in the second half. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I, I would not trust Bo Nix in the big game. Um, that's my personal opinion. Hey, the NBA started this week. I don't think the Lakers got a dub yet, do they? No, they own three. Oh, yeah, so that game was 49-3 to with a good amount of time left in that game. So, Well, I don't know. So it's definitely going to be a really good week. It's Halloween weekend. 
boy, I just tell you what, you feel like things could get really scary out there. Um, gosh. Let's hope for a ton of ex upsets, except we don't want an upset in Happy Valley, and we don't want an upset in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Other than that, folks, let <clears throat> chaos reign. Let teams lose. Spooky um, season. Whatever needs to happen, happen. Just as long as the two teams we want to win don't. You know, Stephen, um, let's talk for just a second about what could happen. I mean, I've already seen ticket prices for the Michigan-Ohio State game. Mm -hmm. I mean, this could be right up there with the last time Ohio State-Michigan. They won't be one and two because the SEC will have one of those mm -hmm. spots. But well, it could be a cool one to twenty sixteen when it's three and two. This is this is going to be three and number two. Yeah, this is. I feel like though, I mean that Ohio State team eventually got exposed by Clemson. Well, I think um, both both teams this year are immense, immensely better than they were in twenty sixteen. Yeah, that's I mean going, that's but. why I'm saying I think it comes closest back to the Jim Trestle Lloyd Carr era. Um, it, it has a chance to be that weekend. Um, Columbus Ohio might be the spot to be, folks. We're getting closer. We don't want to get. We don't want to look ahead, and we don't want to guarantee victories because you know what happens when you do that. But let's be honest. I don't know how many days we are away. Forty some days away. Um, the college football world could be in Columbus, Ohio, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It could be one of the biggest of all time. So every week we get maybe just a little closer. No upsets though. Mm -hmm. No upsets. We'll be back next week. Oh, <laughs>